1: that. Good morning, and welcome into the session where faith and life connect on Rise FM. I am Scott. Here with the King of the Cranium, yeah. Tom Russell, from Heritage yes. Christian Counseling Ministries, and we are going to continue our conversation about teaching your kids about money. Last year, or last year, yeah. last week, we kind of Feels went like over last year. It kind of does. Yeah, we went over some basics, some big picture stuff, and then we talked about elementary kids. And today, we're going to zoom in on Uh, elementary and middle schoolers specifically, and about teenagers, and how to manage money. Right. uh, Some tips that maybe will help you this year while kids are out buying clothes and while they're having to, well, what's the new cool thing I'm supposed to have to survive school? Right. How much is my calculator? Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of stuff. Do they even still use
0: calculators?
1: Oh, uh, the calculators I've seen now could probably get you to the moon. Holy mackerel. I mean, they're yeah, they're easily six, seven inches tall, about four inches wide and half an inch thick huh. And they do just about every calculation that I was unable to do in advanced math and calculus and physics in high school and flunk those classes. <laughs> if that calculator, I'd have been fine. All my calculator could do would spell out high upside down if I used <laughs> the right numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So before we dive into this, we dive into God's word time. And
0: right, Scott, let's do that. And you know, we're gonna to go to Proverbs on that note. Proverbs 22:6 start your children off with the way they should go and even when they are old they will not turn from it so it's just so encouraging Scott that that we start our children off with the way they should go in, in the word and we teach them and, and help them grow
1: yep absolutely you yeah, know and we need God's word to help us help them it yes should be a partnership kind of thing under God's guidance. All right. So in teaching elementary and middle schoolers about money here on the session, the first thing is a concept called show opportunity cost. Now there's got to be a simpler way to say that, Tom.
0: Well I think so. That's just another way of saying if if you buy this video game, then you won't have the money to buy that pair of shoes. And at this age, your kids should be able to weigh decisions and understand the possible outcomes. That fits in one of the parenting strategies, Scott, that I absolutely believe is great for managing our children. Uh, Some people call it parenting. I like the the term managing them because we want the children to have ownership of their life and we help them manage or facilitate their thinking and, and keeping them safe and teaching them at the same time. And that theory is reality therapy. So say they want to buy the video game And they buy the video game and then they see a great deal on the pair of shoes, but they don't have enough money. Well, let's look at it. Reality is you spent your money on the video game. Now here you are with a pair of shoes that you really want and it's a great buy on them, but you can't because you don't have the money. So we're going to have to save. And so reality teaches them, yeah, mom and dad could bail them out, but what are we teaching them if we bail them out? we could put them in position to be successful. <gasps> what an idea. And we get to celebrate success. our right, Tom, <laughs> say it ain't so. <laughs> and so by maybe giving them some specific chores or some some ways at home that they can make the mo- money up, the, the difference up, and, and be able to get them. But they, it, it's, it's, I don't think it's necessarily wrong to say, you know, here it was. You, you impulsed on this Video game and look at what it costs you.
1: And yeah, for me, it used to be impulsing on Hot Wheels or GI Joes. Yeah. All hot right. Wheels, so yeah. you mentioned you know the idea of allowances and that kind of thing. It moves right to their next the next point here is to give commissions, not allowances. Now unpack this for me a little bit. And, and, and Scott, I think one way we could look at it:
0: you don't want to give them a salary; you want to give them a commission. And and here it is: don't just give your your children money for breathing. Pay them commissions based on the chores that they do around the house, like taking out the trash, cleaning their room, or mowing the grass. Dave and his daughter, Rachel Cruz, talk a lot about this uh, system in their book, Smart Money, Smart Kids. This concept helps you, your kids understand that money is earned. It's not just given to them, and, and I think that's really true.
1: Now, by way of clarification, we're talking about Dave Ramsey yes. and his daughter. That's where this particular section of what we're talking about came from. Just so you know, that, that's clarified. Okay, move on. <laughs>
0: yes, that's true. I'm glad you, you, you said that and did it. Um, I think we've shared in previous shows that our children had regular chores that they had to do. But there were some high-dollar chores they could do when their regulars were done. So they were motivated to get theirs done so that they could enter into the high dollar stakes of where they make the real money.
1: Now, where was the real money at? In
0: the bathroom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Clean and the bathroom. Uh, All to, right. su- to suggest that stinks, Scott, is probably there true. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Now, how about things like the dishes?
0: Well, that that one would have been there, too. Uh, I think the ones that were more, more challenging... That in the dishes and the bathrooms. Well, of course we had two or three bathrooms, maybe a half bath and two full baths. that That they all, if they really wanted to, could could do it. It was amazing to see them work that direction, and the,
1: it motivated them. So we're talking about how to teach kids about money today on the session, and the uh, the next one Dave Ramsey mentions here is avoid impulse buys. Yes.
0: So, uh, Mom, I just found this cute dress. It's perfect, and I love it. Can we buy it, please? Notice
1: the we statement. Yes,
0: I'll wear it, and you pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a partnership. It is. (laughs) Yeah, I like that one. (laughs) This age group really knows how to capitalize on the impulse buy, especially when it comes, it's used as someone else's money, which they picked right up on that, Sounds something
1: like our federal government. Uh, Whoops, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) And so what I, growing up, always heard was, you don't need it. No, you can't have it because I said so. There was no discussing it. I just was not the one in charge. I was the low man on the totem pole, and it was there was no discussion. I didn't learn anything by that. I just knew I couldn't because my dad said no. So we want to teach them and understand, and where we just were with the whole idea of allowances, also the idea of reality therapy where, gee, they spent their money on something that was frivolous and what they really want to do they can't do because they spent their money. It's, it's really good that they, and they begin to learn. I think it's also important, Scott, when we talk about students in middle school, uh, elementary and middle school, they are going to learn differently than the high schoolers.
1: Thank you for pointing that out. I was wondering that.
0: Yes, yeah. So when we talk about their cognitive development in elementary school, depending on how early you go, it's more concrete. They've got to manipulate it in order to understand it. Uh, For young ladies, um, by fourth, fifth grade, they're able to begin to theorize or in their minds or, or visualize in their minds. Now, young men yeah, not so much <laughs>
1: see any middle school you go to right now. Right. I mean, think about it. The girls are all about the the outfit, right? about the makeup. Uh-huh. about how are they gonna look good and the guys are still running around in their pajamas and their you know, their hair looks like they just got out of bed, which they probably did.
0: that's true. yeah. and so they are they're gonna be maybe sixth grade, fifth grade high functioning young men, they would hit the fourth fifth grade window also. So anyhow, the thing, the thing that becomes important is that they're going to learn differently. And so some are more experiential. Some are more th- uh, audio. They can discuss it and talk about it. And, and I think that's so important that we facilitate our children's thinking. Well, if you do this, what's going to happen? Or if you do this, what's going to happen? Have you thought about this? And if, if they still are bent on something that, A, you seriously disagree with, B it could put them in a danger situation. You stay at it with them. you continue to facilitate and let them know. I'm not comfortable with what you're telling me. You have to rethink this or else i eventually you're gonna step in and take care of it.
1: you so. know the other thing that I hear or that I see that that would come up is just the idea of a list. uh-huh, you know, we go into the store now, look, Johnny. This is what we're getting in the store. Help me look for A, B, C, D. Yeah, that's good. Now you give them a mission. You give them a job to do, and their focus isn't on the impulse buy; it's on helping mom find A, B, C, D.
0: Yeah, well, that's really good. I like that. And, and so they feel, feel free. Use it. A...
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> no extra charge for that today. I heard on the session. This <laughs> <it's> really great. <laughs> there you go yeah that should work (laughs) (laughs) now the the other thing that Dave Ramsey mentions here is stress the importance of giving and this is something I was going to ask you about too while we're teaching our kids about money at what age should we start teaching them about the concept of church giving or tithing if your church is that way
0: well with my wife being the head of the Sunday school She's talked about how they've had projects in the earliest Sunday school ages, um, probably first, second, third grade, but it's on a different level. It's on a smaller level, and and maybe their their goal here is is they put together $5 or less and something very tangible that they can see that it's going toward, and and then celebrating the fact that they had had done that and that they were doing that unto the Lord and, and giving. So it, it can start that early. But I think it's it's really important. And when we talk about the, the importance of giving, I think also it can start with, now we've talked about peer pressure before, and I like peer priority. The peer priority here with their siblings. when When we would go to the store and I would take one or more of the troops with me. <laughs> Sometimes I was seriously outnumbered in the store. There.
1: <laughs> you brought home things that you had never put on the list. Uh, yeah, that, yeah.
0: and so what we would do is, going in, I would say to them, now, if you do well in here, then we'll celebrate at the end, and maybe you can pick something off uh, the candy shelf if you want or you get something. And so when they were successful, I would say to them, oh, and get enough of them for each of your siblings. And then I made sure that particular child that I had with me was the one who would give the candy to their sibling. Oh, now there's a neat lesson. Yeah. So their peers, their their siblings were experiencing and learning about giving based on the fact that their sibling gave them. Just out of the kindness of their heart.
1: And that would help the next time they go to the store. Yeah. Because then they wanted to do the same thing or try and one-up them. Right.
0: Well, And, and I would say in recent years with all our children being adults, there's been several occasions when one of the children may have been uh, hurting in one way or another. And it was interesting on the family thread to see how all of our children
1: kicked in gear and said, let's help them. They, they had learned that. And what a blessing. Wow. So, Tom, we're at a point now where we're going to start talking about teenagers and money. And I'm looking at what's ahead. We haven't got time to go through all that. That's right. And not be mm-hmm. successful at it. We we want to make sure we're giving you quality information and not just kind of hopscotching through it to, for the sake of time. So we're going to cut it off there today. But, you know, Tom, maybe we have hit a nerve with some families today yeah. that maybe the, the concept of budgeting, the concept of... Uh, success and right. setting up for success financially is just—it's foreign. They weren't raised that way. They were kind of in your situation where it was just dad said no, yeah, and they didn't learn anything. You know, maybe sitting down with a Christian counselor can help redirect the path of finances a little bit. How can they start a conversation with Tom?
0: Well, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com.
1: And remember, you can always suggest a show for us to cover. the a topic maybe that's important to you or you've heard someone struggling with. Just let us know. Shoot me an email, scott at risefmohio.com.